Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Super Lady Hero Hour here on Fanversation. I am your co-host, Yel Teagle. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely KB. Hello, KB. Hello, hello. Lovely to see you again twice in one week. What a treat. Um, and thank you, everyone, for joining today's show. You know, today we are going to give a spoiler-free tidbit of the premiere of Invincible, which actually comes out this Friday. First three episodes drop this Friday. Uh, and then we're also going to chat about that Falcon and Winter Soldier premiere, longest title ever, and I will soon be shortening that. And uh, we're going to talk about what happened on the latest episodes of Batwoman, Superman and Lois, and The Flash. But before we do all of that, let's dive into some news, which a couple things have been added today because, woo, there's some superhero stuff going on. So, man, let's kick it off with uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, so um, the Hawkeye series, which people are getting more excited about than they were before, um, is rumored that it's going to be a spinoff for um, Echo, which is a character that's going to appear on that series. This character, um, Echo, whose name is Maya Lopez, um, mm -hmm. has the ability to perfectly copy another person's movements and fighting style, making her a formidable opponent in battle. Um, and what I think is so cool about Echo is that she's a deaf Native American character. And um, she's gonna be played yes. by Alakwa Cox, who I'm not familiar with, um, but I'm so excited about this. What do you think? Yeah, I'm excited for the representation. You know, uh, I cannot wait to see Alakwa make, um, you know, the Echo debut in Hawkeye. Um, that's probably what I'm most excited about. Again, Hawkeye's pretty low on my list in terms of excitement, uh, but I am glad that other people are super excited about it. Um, but this character actually makes me more excited about it and seeing that, and hopefully we do get a spinoff. So yay, yay for that. Um, so diving right in into more um, women's soups, <laughs> we, boy, does the CW love recasting. Um, we have a recast for, Kate Kane, um, who used to be portrayed by Ruby Rose, as everyone knows at this point. And uh, Kate Kane uh, is still alive, which they have been teasing for the past few episodes. And honestly, if you didn't know that, then you clearly have not been watching the show or our show because we've talked about it quite a lot. But uh, Wallace Day is going to be the new Kate Kane. Um, I have thoughts on this for the show. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about this recasting thus far? I did not expect to see Kate Kane again. So like, this was a shocking amount of news. Um, but also I think it's really great that Ruby Rose has spoken up and is very happy with this. And she says, you know, she wishes, uh, Wallace luck. And, and I think that's great. I think that's really good. Um, when all these headlines were like Ruby Rose comments on it, I got very worried that she was mm. gonna be rude about it, but like, oh. girl, you left it. So this this is good and, and drama free and wonderful. So yeah, good. I mean, I've said numerous times that I knew they were going to bring Kate back, that Kate would still be alive. So I've said that a million times, Yes, uh, but I personally did not think they would recast and I thought that from a contractual obligation. Like Ruby left so abruptly that I thought there's probably no way they let her out of this contract without some sort of loophole. And mm -hmm. so, you know, my thought was she would have to appear in a couple more episodes and then kind of be done with that. Um, but I guess, you know, Ruby was able to, to bounce and uh, here we go, a new opportunity for Wallace. So, yes. Uh, so next up, uh, wow, there's going to be a DC feature film for Zaytana and the promise, promise young woman uh, filmmaker Emerald Fennel is penned to write it. So uh, I don't know how many people have seen Promising Young Woman. I have. Um, didn't love it, um, but I uh, I didn't hate it. I think that the first two acts are super strong, but then the third act is kind of like, what? How do we get here? What are we doing? Uh, but I am super stoked that a, another woman is in you know the writer's chair 
for a superhero film. So I will say that like Promising Woman definitely was not my jam um, for that third act, but that doesn't mean that I am not, you know, still supportive of the fact that we get this, uh, you know, woman to write this, this feature for DC. So how are you feeling? Um, I haven't seen Promising Young Woman yet, but it is like the top of my list of what I want to see. Um, and I feel like a lot of people outside of the entertainment industry, outside of film critics, also haven't seen it. Um, but it, from what I've heard from a lot of film critics is a lot of praise for it. So I'm excited about um, seeing someone who took this this other story and seeing her take on a superhero thing. So I'm, I'm down. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I don't know much, but I'm in. Well, I mean, I feel like people should watch Promising Your um, Promising Young Women to form their own opinions. I'm right. always of the, you know, everyone should form your own opinion, watch it for sure. I will say um, Carrie Mulligan's performance is really good. Um, that third act's just still never going to be for me. But also, to be fair, I feel that way about most films because I feel that way about the first Wonder Woman. I feel that way about the second Wonder Woman. I mean, like, you know, it's like the third act's. We got to tighten them um, a little bit. But yeah, so uh, I am excited, though, to see kind of what what direction she goes in uh, for this particular DC character, who actually is like a fan favorite when it comes to cosplaying. Mm -hmm. So I am I am super stoked to kind of see what this looks like. And also, you know, to be fair, I hope that they also get a woman director um, and not just, you know, kind of a, a woman writer. I think that that will be key. Um, but next, we have some casting news about Shazam to the sequel. Helen Mirren joins as the villain, which is wild, but also exciting. But also, oh my gosh. I'm so I'm here. So for happy. It. I am too. I think this is going to be really good. You know, Marin is playing uh, Hespera, the daughter of Atlas. And I am like, ooh, I just, I don't know. I think this is really good casting. Also because I just feel like in comparison, because I feel like people are going to do it anyway. Kate Blanchett, when she was portraying, you know, Hela, the villain in um, Thor, I, Thor Ragnarok, I was like, I died. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. So I'm like, please. And, you know, we talk on the show often about having really good women villains. And I think Helen will be that. So, yeah, um, Helen Mirren is incredible and i i don't think even when she's in a bad movie she's never bad so like this is gonna be great she's gonna be great there's no doubt in my mind that she'll be fantastic um but we have other news other casting as well yeah pierce brosnan this was literally like two hours ago so it is fresh news but pierce brosnan um the former bond not my favorite bond but the a former bond. bond, but a bond um, has officially joined Black Adam and will be the villain, Dr. Fate, um, starring opposite, obviously, The Rock, uh, Dwayne Johnson, and then uh, Noah Centineo and, um, gosh, why is his name escaping me right now? Um, the cast is stacked. There's like a million people in this film right. that we literally every week, I feel like we're getting more casting news, which I am not mad about. Um, I am thrilled, quite frankly, but um, we'll see what Pierce does. I actually feel like Pierce hasn't been in a movie in a really long time, or maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't recall. Um, Daryl in the chat says, yeah, the Pierce Brosnan news is weird. Agree. Yeah, I'm like, I, I feel like I don't, like, has, has Pierce been in? anything in a long I'm time sure like, I he's like, been working <laughs> i don't know i think he's been on a break like i honestly think he's been on hiatus i haven't uh um, right. well yeah i haven't <laughs> it's interesting i guess we're gonna find out it doesn't matter but i will say um aldous hodge yes is also in this film oh, and has right. been training like crazy and i've been like looking at all the photos of the transformation it's wild so yeah i mean we'll see what happens but pierce is in it regardless so guess we're gonna find out <laughs> Uh, Daryl says that Pierce has been okay. making films and TV recently. I, well, clearly nothing I've seen because I I genuinely do not recall seeing Pierce Brosnan in anything for like the last three to four years in my mind. But, well, but thank you, Daryl. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, 
Let's dive into our spoiler-free preview of Amazon's Invincible. Um, this is a little bit different than our usual format. We're just giving you a tease of our overall thoughts. Um, and next week, we'll give you full spoiler review of the first uh, three episodes because they're dropping the first three and then it's going to be weekly. So overall thoughts on Invincible. Let me get that up there. What did you think? How did you feel about this show? Uh, for me, I really enjoyed it. Caught the premiere, super excited about the premiere, super excited about the direction that the show is going in. Um, I will say uh, there's not much that I can say other than it's action packed. So yay for that. Um, there is a family drama, which you know I always love uh, in any series, even in an animated one. Um, so I think it's a good story uh, thus far. Um, it feels like it's going to be very much a coming of age story for um, Invincible. And for those of you who don't know, so Invincible um, is part of like the Skybound Entertainment properties. It's an image comics property. Um, and so from the exact same home and family that brought to life the Walking Dead comics um, or graphic novel series rather, um, that is what's happening here with Invincible. And the lead of Invincible is uh, Mark Grayson. And so, you know, Mark Grayson is actually a teenager, is a high schooler. Um, and so I think it's going to be very much a, a coming of age story for, you know, Mark Grayson um, as he is, you know, exploring superhero life. And so far I'm digging it. I just need to see more. I'm, I'm curious. What about you? How are you feeling about it? Yeah, so I was not familiar with this property. I was not looking uh, for it. I was not looking forward to it. I'm gonna be completely honest here. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, here's what I will say. If you have not seen the trailer yet, there is a link below. You can go check it out on fanversation.com. But watching this premiere, I would say for the first maybe 10 minutes, I was like, yeah, okay, this is an animated, uh, superhero series. And I watched it and I thought, I wish it was more like the Harley Quinn series that is available on HBO Max. I was like, that's what I kind of wish this was. At some point, my brain stopped thinking and I stopped just, or I started just watching this show for what it is. And then at some point that I will not say anything about, I went, I'm in, I'm a hundred percent in, you have sold yep. me on this show. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's just, I will say, you know, my current recommendation is just hold on. I think that's, that's like pretty much the consensus. It's like, just hold on. And uh, I can't wait to see more. And we only have, you know, two more nights uh, to wait because the first three episodes will be dropping this Friday. Uh, and then it will move to a weekly format for the remaining of the episodes. And every Friday, you know, you'll get Invincible Fridays as they are now deeming it. Um, you will get a brand new episode. So we will be talking in depth about the first three episodes here next Wednesday. And we will be spoiling everything um, 100%. So <laughs> you will need to watch those episodes first because we will hold nothing back um so let's get into our usual format and let's get into the flash so here is the quick cap for the fourth episode central city strong abracadabra returns to central city seeking revenge for an unimaginable wrong meanwhile a mysterious uh behemoth, behemoth. strikes at the city um, overall, how did you feel about what I am dubbing season seven, episode one? <laughs> In my um, mind. I agree with you that this was season seven, episode one. Uh, this was how we're starting the new season. And honestly, I was disappointed. I was very disappointed. Um, the behemoth, I was like, great, this is this is our new villain. This is season seven's big bad. Nope, the behemoth disappeared. A appeared, disappeared. Okay. Um, Abracadabra's return to me was kind of unmemorable. I was like, who is this? I don't remember who they are. I don't remember what they want. And even once they explained who Abra was, I was like, I don't, I don't remember any of this. None of this is familiar to me. And it's kind of boring. Um, Iris's Mirrorverse trauma 
I get, you know, we all know how I feel about emotions. I was like, let's get to the action. Let's get through this. Um, yeah, that's, that's where I stood. Uh, what about you? Okay. So, um, the behemoth for me was kind of a non-factor in the sense that, um, we, it, it came into the episode so late, like literally in the last five minutes. So I didn't think anything of it. I also don't think it's the big bad. I think it's a connection to the big bad, but I don't necessarily think it is the big bad. Um, but I will think it, I will say it was shocking for me because I was like, is this a zombie? Like what is happening? I mean, it did kind of come out of nowhere. Um, right. Abracadabra, I do remember. Um, and so I, you know, was fine with seeing Abracadabra back. The reasoning behind which Abracadabra returned um, wasn't that exciting for me. I, I think something that I feel like is happening is that they're softening the villains mm. instead of just allowing the villains to be the villains and Barry to continue to be the heart. It's almost like they're trying to use Barry's heart to change the villains fundamentally. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that that's a direction that I am enjoying. Because <laughs> um, we saw it, you know, like a little bit with Eva and in this mother episode where like at the end, everyone's like kumbaya and holding hands. Right. And so I was kind of like, oh, but I didn't think that was going to carry over because again, I was kind of viewing that as the end of season six, as it was intended to be. And this as the beginning of season one. Mm -hmm. But once he kind of like, I know how to stop Abracadabra. And it was literally through a conversation. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, I, is this continuing? So I just think that like, you know, yes, I understand that the Flash has a very strict no kill policy, um, mm -hmm. you know, which may or may not um, be something I agree with, because sometimes I do feel like he needs to do it. <laughs> Eobarthon, like maybe just kill him. But, you know, um, I just am kind of like, I don't know that I like this softening of the villains that said overall i actually really enjoyed the episode i was like oh finally we're back to things that i enjoy like Cisco <laughs> making corny jokes and um you know like all of these things and i actually felt like every character was utilized well and we didn't do that thing where we had to say where they were where they were going blah 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 nobody cares i felt like they were all in their place and you know it was just like an ease and a comfort back into it i actually did not mind iris's story in fact i think that that was probably the most intriguing part of the episode is her kind of dealing with the trauma um, mostly just because we often, I don't want there to be this narrative, which often is in the situation of TV and film, that Black women are so strong and they're not dealing with anything. And so I appreciated having coming to a place where like now we finally have a Black showrunner on The Flash and he understands that and being mm -hmm. able to see Iris in a different light and her being like, actually coming to terms with the fact that like, okay, I am not managing this well. I'm not doing well having Barry as a sounding board and him like saying something that really triggers her to be like, actually, I need to go to the support group and I need to kind of talk to other people about my experience because I am not okay. So I actually appreciated kind of having that um, additional kind of context around that. But you and I often differ about emotions anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> Totally. Um, I, the thing about the abracadabra, like, yes, I agree with you. This like weird, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk our feelings through with the villains thing is not how superhero shows should work. But I did like that abracadabra and Barry, like when he said like in the future, we are enemies. And Barry was like, we don't have to be like, let's deal. I liked that. And then they killed him. I was like. And then he died. And then he so died. It was like... I was like, what the hell was the point of that? Um, it's so like see weird. you never. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I get it. It was it was interesting. Um, I, I think the biggest reveal though is Frost and Caitlin are now two separate entities uh, and two separate beings at the end of the episode. So I guess that splitting headache. Um, and what else? Who knows? I don't know because they haven't said. Something else obviously triggered this. Um, and we're going to see what this looks like going forward. Yeah. Um, Daryl says that end credit scene was a nice surprise. I think uh, it links back to the canceled Caitlyn plotline from last season. Interesting point. Um, because we did have to take a little hiatus from Frost and Caitlyn since someone got pregnant. <laughs> 
We did took a we did take a little break. But um, all right. So how are you gonna rate this episode of the Flash? I think I know because you you did not like it, but here no. we are. Um, for those who don't know, here on Super Lady Here Are, we rate things on a scale from poop to kittens or something in between. I'm giving it a poop. This episode was so boring. Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, okay. So yeah, I figured you would go poop though. I, yeah. I don't know why I say that, but shock and all. I, <laughs> I'm actually going to give it a um, kitten for me because it actually brought things that I liked back finally. Um, I did not actually see Caitlin and, and Killer Frost being separate. So that was like a, a an actual surprise for me. Um, and while I don't like this like softening of the villains or whatever that is happening, I still really appreciated having this storyline for Iris. Um, I also like that she recognized, you know, um, some things in herself in, in this episode. And I'd like to see her, you know, have more growth and agency um, in the future and dealing with this and her kind of coming to terms with that. Um, and then it's always nice to see Barry and Iris kind of be back on the same page um, and on one accord. So yeah, I, it had things I loved and Cisco, you know, just being Cisco is always a delight for me. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a kitten for this episode for me because I enjoy bringing it back. So what do you think is going to happen next episode? Now that, that Frost and Caitlin are separate, what does this mean? Um, where did the behemoth go? Um, which I just affectionately call, you know, an antimatter zombie, but. Yeah. Um, my only prediction is that the Frost Caitlin split will end up with like one of them can't survive and they're going to end up having to merge. Um, essentially be a firestorm. I think we've already done this though. Like firestorm. I'm like, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> so I hope that there's a better. Uh, it's that or we get rid of one of them. Um, which is fine. Cause I mean, one will still be around and I'm hoping one the one we get rid of is Caitlin and we'll just keep killer frost. But unfortunately, like I feel like, we can't even call her Killer Frost. I just call her Frost because Frost. she's not even killing. Yep. And, and so it's like, what's happening here? All right, what about um, you? Yeah, I mean, I think there, I think there are enough geniuses on the team, i.e., how I always talk about them underutilizing Barry when essentially he could run the entire lab by himself. Um, I there are enough geniuses on the team that like technically we don't need her expertise in that regard. Mm -hmm. So I'd be fine with them using, um, you know, having Frost and and using kind of the meta capabilities. But um, for next episode, honestly, I have no idea where we're going. I hope we get more answers for the giant zombie antimatter zombie, which I will just continue to call it, even though it's longer than Behemoth. And um, I I have no idea, literally have no clue where this season is going. I have no inkling of who the big bad is because I still don't think that that's who the big bad is. I, I feel like the big bad is definitely going to be a speedster kind of based on all of the lightning in the atmosphere and they're all different colors. So I feel like, I don't know, we're going to have a convention of speedsters. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Great question. Uh, Daryl says in the chat, oh, uh, what about Cisco and his dumb suit? Oh, <laughs> the one where like um, Abracadabra was like, oh, you're finally, and I forgot what he called him, but basically this new future version of, you know, yeah. uh, vibe essentially. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen with Cisco and his new suit. Um, you know, Cisco gave away his powers because he didn't want them. And right. And then built this suit that essentially kind of uses. So mm -hmm. I'm like, what's the truth, Cisco? You know, Mecha vibe. Yes, thank you, Daryl. Mecha vibe. So what? What's the truth, Cisco? What do we want? You know, right. like <laughs> let's keep it going and dive into Superman and Lois. Uh, again, spoiler alert, we're talking about everything here. Superman and Lois, the quick cap for the fifth episode, the best of Smallville. As Harvest Fest in Smallville arrives, uh, Luther approaches Lois while missing Derek. Uh, the missing Derek reappears with more than he left with. Um, overall, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I thought it was fine. Yeah, um, we still have no idea how Luther or Morgan Edge are connected, but obviously there's some connection there. We just don't know. Um, I admittedly thought that Luther was going to kidnap Lois. I thought that would have been a much more compelling storyline. Mm -hmm. um, 
and and do something else in that regard. But instead, they literally just had a conversation and then he went on his way. Um, and so I was like, oh, OK. Um, and then come to find out they are married in a different timeline. So um, which I absolutely don't want. But here we are. Um, I think for me, the one thing this episode that um, was like, wait, what? Um, so we've talked a little bit about the diversity on this show. And um, Lana's husband randomly speaking Spanish to the oldest daughter was like, uh, what for me? And, you know, not because I understand that the the actor is Latinx, um, but nowhere in the show have we kind of like laid the foundation for that. And so I kind of, in, in my personal opinion, it really kind of just felt like we want to let y'all know we have some extra diversity in here in case you were wondering. And I was just kind of like, well, there are other ways to do that. Like we could just, you know, build it into the family's culture more seamlessly than I think him being drunk and speaking Spanish. So I was like, oh. I agree. It it was that moment that I went, what? And I had what? to I had to look him up. I was like, what? Right. I right. Because also the the character's last name is Cushing. So you would not, you know, it it's just a you would not assume. And so I did the same thing. I looked up the actor and I was like, oh, okay, perfect. This actor's line next, you know, great. But I also feel like there was just a, another seamless way to have integrated that into um, the family dynamic yeah. than, than, than that. <laughs> so Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. That also took me, I was, that also took me out of the episode. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. I love this idea of a small town harvest festival that actually is not a harvest festival. Like I really love, and, and how much these kids um, were like, why are we calling this a festival? Like this does not sound like that. Because this, that, all of that felt real to me. That felt like this small town does this thing every year and it's a big deal to them. And if you're from a big city, you're going, why are we what doing are we this? doing this yes. is a waste of time and also um, who are the donations going to so it's so that's the one thing that i wanted to know because the whole town donates everything and i was like so then who are we giving it away to yeah so the woman who comes in with the donations like we didn't have much this year i was like you're the person this is going yes, that should be getting this don't right and that's why i was like um do they donate to like the town next door or something like, you know what I mean? Like the neighboring town, like what? I don't understand. So I was a little confused about but that. But honestly, too. it felt, it felt so, that felt so real to me um, in such a, you know, fantastical show to have this very real, terrible festival is funny. Um, so I really enjoyed that. Um, the boys, as we know, I'm not a big teen drama. That's not what I'm here for. So like the boys <laughs> dealing with heartbreak and relationships is kind of annoying. Um, I don't care that he got broken up with. Like I assumed early on when he twice that mentioned that his girlfriend was coming, I went, she's not coming. I did not expect her to break up with him. But Oh, you didn't? I did. Not this I episode. I broken up sooner if I'm being transparent. <laughs> yeah. I thought that that would have happened, you know, light years earlier. Um, but I did, I, I mean, we often differ. I enjoyed that part, you know, seeing the heartbreak, seeing his brother come to bat for him, kind of dealing with all of those things. Sure. But yeah, no, I assume she, I assume she would have broken up with him two episodes ago, to be honest. I mean, so Jonathan getting drunk with those boys, it, I don't, maybe it's the way he's being acted or maybe it's the way he's written. I a hundred percent believe this character would get drunk and spill all the secrets. Like this character does yes. not is not capable of keeping his father and brother's secret while intoxicated. And I'm 95% sure that is going to happen this season. As oh, he goes down I thought path. it was going to happen during that exchange. Like I actually right. assumed that Jordan would pull Jonathan away because he would start to say something mm -hmm. that he was not supposed to. Like I thought that was where we were headed but then we didn't because he caught himself and then he just kept apologizing, which he did feel bad. I mean, you know, like he's like, okay, but it's funny when like, 
when Clark realizes that he's drunk, you know, before they walk up. And Jordan's like, honestly, that's really not a big deal. And he's like, what? And it's like, okay, you may not get drunk, but like, also y'all are a small town. You're in a small town. You have two teenagers. Like, oh, I like underage drinking is kind of what happens. So there's it was nothing like, else to do in this town. Yeah. And I'm like, Clark, I mean, you may not have, but other teenagers were like <laughs> confused about why he was like, what? And it's like, Clark, also like you were not born yesterday. Like, you know what happens in this town. <laughs> yeah. I do like later on when he, um, when he, uh, was like, you know, we're giving him this free pass because I was his age and I ran away and blah, blah, blah. I totally get that. Um, we'll see how that plays out. We'll we'll see on this parenting thing. Uh, I want to talk about Lois and, and Luther being married because... Listen, I let's be honest. Well, I was going to say, let's be honest. They're going to get free passes their whole life. Like, I mean, like, there's not... Let, uh so, <laughs> <laughs> um, Lois and Luther being married on the other earth. I, I like it. I think that's an interesting twist. I didn't see that coming. Um, oh, I don't care for it, but I mean, like, to be honest, I don't want, if I'm being honest, the way I feel about like Luther potentially, cause we still don't know that's not true. Potentially being related to, you know, the young black teen at the high school. I just don't need a familial connection with my villain. Like I'm totally fine with that. And then I also don't want it to be this thing where it's like, I need to kill you because you're dating my wife now, or you're married to my wife now, or like, I don't need that either. Like, it's totally fine to just be like, actually, you're a bad person on my earth and I know that you're going to get there on this earth. So I'm trying to stop that. Like, it's okay to leave it there. I don't think we need, like, okay. we That's don't need fair. this extra layer of like- That's very fair. Um, the only other thing was Tag comes back. <laughs> yeah. And Tag comes back fast. My goodness. That that speedster energy was like, I I didn't, honestly, I thought it was like a vampire. I'm not even going to lie. I thought I was watching Twilight. Something <laughs> happened and I was like, is this Twilight? Like what? That's how fast Tag came back. And it's like, what did you do to me? But like also Tag, let's be real. Y'all are both 15, 16 years old. You know, Jordan doesn't know what he did to you. Like, I mean, honestly, <laughs> Yeah. All right. What did you, uh, where are you rating this episode from poop to kittens? Oh, I'm, I can totally still give this one a kitten though. Like apart from me not liking that Luther Lois thing. Cause like, well, um, you know, I feel like I still adore Lois's agency and how she's not afraid of anything. Um, and we still see that even with her dealings of, you know, Derek coming back from the dead essentially, and then dying again, which RIP twice, Derek, I guess. Um, and so, you know, like managing that whole situation, but also being a mom. And I still like that they are weaving in family elements with the superhero. Like, I think that that's done well, mm -hmm. but I, like, I just need y'all to not be as vague about other things. Like, I still have no idea where this is headed. Like, I think that that I may have enjoyed the episode, but I still don't know where we're going. Um, how did you feel about this episode? How would you rate it? I totally agree with you. I am also giving it a kitten. Um, I enjoyed it as much as I don't care for teen drama um, and and teenagers getting their heart broken. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I did. This was a good episode. Um, I like this, you know, this powered people, uh, missing people getting turned into powered people thing. Very interesting. Um, yes. I'm with you. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what the plan is. But are we building a super army of of powered people? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, well, shout out to you, Daryl, for letting us know that the twins are 14. Because I mean, time has no age. Also, I never know how old teenagers are in general. So I mean, like in real life or on TV. But you know, shout out to them for being 14. Um, and, you know, just learning these tough life lessons. So yeah. what do you think is going to happen next episode in May when it returns? Right. So the show is on hiatus uh, for a bit. And in that time, we're going to have Supergirl come back um, for a little bit. Uh, what do I think is going to happen? I, I think Morgan Edge and Luther are going to be 
somehow connected. Either like they'll meet and start making deals together, um, or they have been working together or whatever. Um, I no longer think that we're gonna find out that Luther is related to um, the girl's ex. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think know. that is the case anymore. Cool. Um, next episode when we return, um, and how many episodes we're gonna get, we don't know. Uh, I have no clue what's gonna happen. I do think that Lois will come face to face with Morgan Edge again, mm -hmm. um, and maybe a kidnapping will occur then because I do think something is going to happen and, and Superman's going to have to make a choice. And it could just be, you know, the sons are in trouble at the exact same time that Lois is in trouble. I think we'll probably have some of that and they'll have to make a choice. Um, will we see dark Superman um, in, in this, in these next coming episodes, potentially? Um, yeah. I think we'll finally find out more about what Luther is doing in Smallville because even though we know Luther has his vendetta against Superman, it's unclear what, what, what he wants still it's like do you want him dead do you want like what what are what's he goal? wants his wife and well superman dead he does not care that his wife is married to someone else and has right children. apparently and has children and you know is is doing her own thing who knows um but yeah it's still very unclear to me what he actually wants so i would love to see more of that um but let's keep it moving we are going to get to Batwoman next. Here's the quick cap for the eighth episode, Survived Much Worse. Did you? Okay, so Batwoman's abilities are tested like never before. While Alice's search for Kate continues, Sophie and Jacob set their sights on Coriana, and Luke and Mary contend with an unexpected guest. Um, what did you think about this episode overall? I really liked this episode. Uh, as we know, I'm very impatient. So this was an episode that like got to where we're going. I It took us eight episodes to deal with, to like get to Coriana, to discover that Kate was never there, which, <laughs> duh. <laughs> um, so I like this episode. This episode got us moving. We like made progress. I really enjoyed that. Um, I. Yeah, I liked it. I liked where we were going. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say for now. What about you? What would you think? Yeah. So um, I actually like this episode, um, parts of it. Um, I am constantly, 98% of the time, like, why are Sophie and Jacob spending so much time together doing nothing? And so, I mean, and obviously they're not doing nothing, but it often feels like that when you're a viewer. Like, you just see them together and they're, like, fighting bad guys a lot of the time. But you're like, but who are these bad guys? And technically, I kind of feel like at times they are the bad guys. So mm -hmm. just, like, what is happening? But as we know, they get kidnapped. <laughs> so they end up on Coriana um, and find out a lot of the secrets. You know, for me, we um, get that love triangle confrontation. So everything's all out in the open between um, Sophia and Ocean and Alice and the Tatiana. other woman. Uh, thank you. Because I'm like, I forgot her name for a split second. And Tatiana. <laughs> we got everything out. We got all the secrets out. Um, we saw where everyone's allegiance, uh, you know, truly lied. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the day, Alice will always pick Kate. And it makes sense. Like, they're twins. So, like, it's like, it's one thing for this to also be your, si your sister or just to be a normal sibling relationship. Right. But like twins are much closer, generally mm -hmm. speaking. So it's a little bit different having shared a womb with someone. So I get it. Chose that person over Ocean. Um, Ocean dies and then is resurrected because Sophia is like, yeah, uh, but also he's my brother, which he's not. But girl, hold okay. on to that family dynamic if that's what you need to do. Um, and so Sophia doesn't actually admit that she was in love with Alice. She just kind of is like, that's your interpretation. It's so weird. I'm like, what is happening in this love triangle? Yeah. Sophia is not really honest. Um, but overall, yeah, I liked it. I mean, I think, you know, pretty much it was an everyone goes to Coriana situation, you know, um, no more desert rose. Aha. And, um, you know, Ryan's basically dead the entire episode. I mean, uh, but surprise, we have a cure for her. So I think, uh, you know, clearly the biggest surprise was, or surprise, it was not for me. I've been literally saying this the whole time, is that Kate is still alive. The big surprise was that she wasn't on Coriana, but she's still alive. So I think for me, my biggest issue with this episode is going to be what they do. Mm. 
And um, my hope is that they did not bring in the first black Batwoman just to sideline her and make space for Kate again. I hope that we, whatever they do in the storyline going forward, which mm. is not clear because they literally have said nothing. I hope it's just to wrap up Kate's storyline, whatever that looks like. And then we can get back to Ryan kind of owning and being Batwoman. You know, I just don't want us to like go back and forth or pink. Like, I don't, I don't want any of that. Like we've already started on this new course. Let's mm -hmm. just let like kind of Kate Kane's journey end completely. Um, but I don't know what that's going to look like. And so that's going to be my biggest concern. Absolutely. I think that's very valid. I think the fact that they wrote in Ryan having this concern uh, is good. It means they're aware of what they are doing. Um, I honestly did not expect the burning of all of the Desert Rose. Like it was literally our MacGuffin and now we have decided screw the MacGuffin. Um, and Kate, I knew Kate was never on that island. I also thought she was dead. Like I thought we are chasing this idea that she might be alive for no reason. Um, right. So I assume that's, uh, that I assume new Kate is to wrap up, not to replace. Yeah, I, I hope um, so. I would even be fine with her coming back and being like, I don't want to risk it anymore. Like, I just want to enjoy my life. I just want to be a good sister. You know, like, let, let's let get rid of Kate and Alice. Let's do that. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, uh, we've had almost two full seasons of Alice. So I would be fine with introducing a new villain. Um, and they're trying to do that with Sophia, but Sophia doesn't really feel like a villain in some ways. Um, and yeah. even though I know that technically she is, it still doesn't feel that way to me. Yeah, it also feels like her motivation is like, kind of like she got rejected from someone who wasn't aware that she was in love with her. Who also, she still did not say. So it's right. like, you still also have not said that, but okay. That said, I did really like this, um, I'm calling a resurrection knife, where like it's covered in the desert rose, so she'll kill you with it, but you'll stay alive. Like, I think that's such a clever idea. Um, it's the most like goofy sci-fi idea, but it's silly and fun, and I really like that. Um, Perfect. So we? how, yeah, how would you rate it? How, I'm what? giving it a kid. This was a fun episode. We got to Coriana. Everyone was there. Everyone um, was there. It was like finally. a big party. A big party on Coriana. And I hope we don't go back, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm going to give it a kitten though, still, because I actually really enjoyed this episode. I think the final scene with Ryan and Sophie was very nice. You know, Ryan basically being, I don't want to die alone, so let's just have some general conversation. I actually was like, oh, that's nice. Like, mm -hmm. let's, you know, just kind of have those conversations, have that dialogue. Um, that was cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, I mean, I knew that Ryan was never in danger of actually dying. Um, so, you know, we knew at some point she would get the the cure, they would find a way, um, even though the desert rose, you know, um, garden, it was much larger than a garden, but the, even though it, you know, is burned up in flames. And I think Alice is like a true sociopath for that because the amount of good that the desert rose could like do in the world, the fact that you just burned it all is just like wild to me. And also, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm still giving it a kitten though, you know, apart from, you know, I hope they, they do us justice with Ryan and, and Kate, whatever this looks like. Yeah, so let's talk about those predictions a little bit. Um, Daryl says Black Mask is the new villain. Uh, I know that was briefly mentioned, but has not been like brought up in I... show in canon yet. Like, he, yes, Black Mask was mentioned early on. I remember there was mm -hmm. literally a line that was, mm -hmm. what are we gonna call him, Black Mask? Black Mask, <laughs> yep. So um, when, where, let's do, let's do that. I liked Victor Zaz's appearance. I want more Victor Zaz. Um, but uh, I agree. I also think there was that quick little scene um, with Luke and Mary and um, their unexpected guest. Um, I 
I appreciate I don't even remember this scene. I'm not even They were attacked by a warrior of Sophia's who they beat up, and then the person who killed them was um Alfred's daughter, whose name I forget. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Yes. And um she delivered the news that Kate was in fact dead. And, you know, we know that that's a lie. So uh, that news was whatever. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> Yeah, so my prediction, um, you know, truly, I think Ryan will finally, I think Ryan will have to choose to want to be Batwoman. So I think what we've seen thus far is that, you know, Ryan was kind of thrust into being Batwoman and the idea of being Batwoman. And it kind of, you know, just kind of literally fell into her lap. Mm -hmm. um, but I think now Ryan needs to make a decision about who she wants to be and the type of Batwoman she wants to be moving forward. And I hope that we get to kind of see that journey where we spend time with Ryan figuring out what that actually looks like for her life now. You know, I think her rekindling her romance with her ex and then also essentially giving away her identity, even though they were like, she didn't, but she did giving away her identity will make her kind of rethink how she does things. And of course we know, you know, Ryan um, walks in a variety of circles and that could be used as a, as a benefit. So I just want to see more of her like truly coming into that. And my prediction is that we will, because the writing has not disappointed us thus far very much. I mean, there might've been like a touch of an episode or two, but overall they've gotten it right. And I hope they continue in that stride. So, mm -hmm. yep. All right, let's talk about the show we're all here for, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, that's the shortest we could make it. Um, here's the quick app for the premiere New World Order. Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes realize that their futures are anything but normal. Um, what did you think of this uh, premiere? Uh, it was cool. Like, I need to see more. I don't think that... I can adequately say how I feel about the show based on this one episode. Um, I will say it was action-packed, which I loved. Um, the action scenes were ridiculous and very much like on the scale of a feature film. Um, and so, so good. Uh, I, you know, currently it's two separate storylines. So I am curious to see how we bring Sam and Bucky kind of back together. Um, I have, you know, been Black in America my entire life. So um, there are parts of this episode that I obviously relate to just from that um, and was good to see. Um, but I would be lying if I didn't say I have some hesitation about whether or not it's going to be done justice because I think, you know, uh, Kevin Feige has mentioned, um, you know, that this storyline really will center on Sam's experience as a Black man um, beyond the shield um, and, and with and without the shield. And we see in this episode, you know, him and his family being denied for a loan, but yet them being thrilled, like, oh my gosh, you're a superhero. Like, let's talk about how he's making no money because they don't get paid. So like, you know, um, talking about like life and, you know, assimilating back into society once you've, you know, come off of something like Endgame and having saved the world, but still, you know, can't even save, you know, the, the, your legacy and your heritage and in, in this home and in this boat that, you know, their parents left them. So I just think, um, you know, I was nervous at first and I, and I understand, uh, you know, Malcolm Spellman is, is like the head writer. So. Um, who is also a black man. So I, you know, I'm trusting in that vision of what it will look like, but yeah. Um, and then trauma, this exploration of trauma, I think is something that we'll dive deeper into. You know, Bucky is running from a lot of demons and he's committed a lot of crimes and it's weighing very heavily on him and the guilt of that. And we could see that even in his interaction with his friend, the only friend that he has, because technically he is what, like 103 or something. I don't know. Bucky's super old. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, the only friend that he has that's known him for decades that's still alive. I even feel like he's harboring a secret from him about what happened to his son. And I feel like Bucky knows or had something to do with it. And so, you know, um, I think this collision of trauma and this idea of race and trauma um, in America is going to be interesting, but I just have to see more. So how do you feel about it? Um, I'm enjoying it it is action-packed which i liked it was really cinematic um and i am enjoying that uh i came into it unaware that it was going to deal with any actual issues um and thought that we were getting like a buddy cop uh show and that is not the case it seems 
um, we're going to be handling real serious uh, topics and trauma is one of them and, and race in America and, and issues like that. Um, I'm enjoying it. I know it's short. We only have six episodes, I believe. Um, so I'm here for this ride. I'm having a good time. Um, I'm wondering what, you know, this mysterious villain that we uh, meet, honestly, the most clever bank robbery I've seen in a long time. Um, I was like, ooh, this is how I'm going to rob a bank. Like, so small. No. no. That was, is that not what we were supposed to take away? Was no. <laughs> it was actually really smooth, though. Yeah, it's like such a good way to, <laughs> I'm just saying, what a clever, someone's very thoughtful on this uh, writing piece. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, to your point, we will get to buddy cop aspects of it. I definitely think there will be comedic moments. I, I don't I don't think I think it will be a dramedy. So there are dramatic moments. It will be action packed. But I do think there will be a lot of comedic moments and it will have those elements as well. So I yeah. think it'll be tackling a lot, which is wildly ambitious to do in six episodes. Right. Um, but I guess we're going to see. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to touch upon before we rate it? Um, you know, uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Um, so Wyatt Russell is the new Captain America, is the actor that plays the new Captain America. Mm -hmm. And um, it's real interesting that, you know, kind of Sam gave the shield back um, at, at the memorial and to be able to honor, mm -hmm. um, you know, <laughs> Steve Rogers. And uh, then they turned around and gave that shield to another white man. So I am curious. I um do you to see what happens. Surprised? I mean, no, no, no. I think that's like how we get to the jumping point of of race and 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 you know like how we start no, to no, include no. that sure. more in the show. But um, I am curious to see kind of if it's this particular Captain America that's what brings Bucky and Sam back together, or what happens ah. in that. It's... Yeah, that that was the part of the episode that I was like. Mm all right let's see what happens yep. um yeah let's rate this uh where do you stand on this uh, i'm gonna give it a kitten though because i still you know i really enjoyed it i think it's super action-packed um the performances were really good and i think that you know it's interesting because bucky is if we look at kind of the catalog of the films that that bucky's been in thus far not really a talker, right? Like, I mean, that truly, like he is built to yeah. to kill. He is built as like a weapon, essentially. So um, it will be interesting to get to, to know more about Bucky as a character and as a human in this, because, you know, we really, we really don't know much. And it's, you know, his best friend is now dead um, in Steve Rogers. And so the idea of, you know, like that was really who he was doing most of his talking to, like, we didn't mm -hmm. see him, uh, you know, uh, during his time in Wakanda, I'm sure he was chatting with the Wakandans, but we didn't get to see that. So it's kind of like, how is he? <laughs> like, cause we don't know. So, um, I want to see more of that. And I want to see obviously more of, of Sam's take in life and, and family life. And I didn't think we would get right into seeing, uh, Sam's sister and nephew so early on and seeing his community, but I'm glad that we did. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. What about you? How do you rate this episode? I'm also giving it a kitten. I'm here for it. The action was fun and exciting. Um, you're right about Bucky. I was realizing as we watched it, like, I feel like we don't know him at all. We we know what we've been told about him, but we don't know him. So I really did enjoy seeing him and, and who this character is. The only thing I'm holding out for is them getting together and doing stuff um, mm -hmm. because it was two separate storylines. So I'm- So what, yeah. what's your prediction then for this next episode, which is coming up this Friday. So it's coming up quick. What do you think? Um, I think that they will, by 30 minutes in, be together doing something, fighting someone, okay. talking, anything. They just need to, I need these two in the same room. Yeah, Got what it. about you? Um, yeah, I think that, you know, whatever's happening with this kind of new Captain America that they've brought on um, will be the catalyst for the reunion between Bucky and Sam. And we'll have to get to it, quite frankly, very quickly. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to um, talk to the director, Kari, 
And um, she said that, you know, her intention was she she shot this like a six hour feature film, but mm -hmm. that's kind of how she went into it. So I am curious to see kind of how that looks and how it's laid out when it's it's separated into six separate parts of TV. Um, that's really, really gonna be interesting to me. So yeah, um, you know, it has to come to a head very quickly. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious to see what this next episode holds. So, so now that that's done, let's get to our, our other ratings. So let's start with performer of the week. Who do you have this week? Who's your performer of the week and why? Um, this week I'm going with Sophia uh, Hasnick, who plays Chrissy Beppo on Superman and Lois. Um, we, the first time we met her, I was like, Eh, this character's interesting. I hope she doesn't die right away. And now, um, this episode, I was like, oh, like she's gonna be Lois's sidekick, and I'm so into it. I'm really, she's technically her boss, but I'm down for her being her sidekick. But I um, mean, do you have a boss when like the labor is free? Yes. Yes, I'm like, everything is free. Like, no one's getting paid for anything. So There's still a hierarchy. Um, <laughs> what about you? Who's your performer of the week? My performer of the week is going to go to Candace Patton uh, as Irish West Allen, of course. And I just think that she did a really good job of kind of navigating this new life post mirrorverse, post mirror world, um, just trying to figure out her emotions, trying to figure out work, trying to figure out who she is as a writer. I just thought that like her performance was really good of trying to figure out like, and portraying the multifaceted, just emotions and ways of women as we navigate all of life's challenges. And she's trying to be a wife and a boss and a writer and, you know, all of the above and be on team flash. And it was challenging for her this week emotionally. And so I really liked to see that. So yeah. who you got for character style icon of the week? Um, honestly, this week it's going to Abra, uh, Abra's jacket. Um, there were not a lot of outfits that were speaking to me this week, but I did take note of Abra's jacket and I liked it a lot. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah. This week I'm actually going with Iris's jacket in the very last scene um, when she is in that uh, Mirrorverse support group. I really mm -hmm. loved that long camel coat. I thought it was beautiful. And I was like, oh, I would totally wear this. And I have owned a few in my life. So um, yes, that yeah, you're right. I agree. Like this week in terms of like pizzazz, I don't feel like I saw that much, mm -hmm. but I really loved that coat. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, and so finally, what was your WTF or, you know, your OMG moment of the week? I actually had quite a few. Um, so <laughs> tag still being part of the story in Superman and Lois. I was like, WTF. Well, I mean, General Lane said he went to, you know, soup school. I know, so I, I thought, thought that was it. I yeah. thought that was the end. Um, Sophia's resurrection knife where she pulls it out of um, ocean and he's still alive. Liked that. And then mm -hmm. the frost split. I was like, yes. what? Those are my moments. What about you? Yeah, I mean, my moment is going to go to the behemoth because honestly, that thing came out of nowhere. And I was like, what? Like, I audibly gasped because I was confused about what was happening. But also, it was so large. But also, is it alive? But also, is it a zombie? What's happening with the antimatter? I had so many questions. Um, and then I was actually also shocked about the, the frost split as well. I, I did not see that coming. So, uh, yep. That was yeah. it. And also, I mean, I guess to your point, I did not see Ocean still being alive at all. I thought for sure that Ocean was dead. But, uh, you know, as we now know, they have to bury the bodies before they're actually dead, I suppose. Yep. <laughs> all right. I think that wraps it up for this episode of Super Lady Hero Hour here on Fanversation. Um, be sure to like this video and subscribe here so you do not miss a moment. Um, also, if you're joining us in the live chat, feel free each week to give us your ratings on the episodes. It's poop to kitten or something in between. Um, and what your uh, performer character style icon and OMG moments are. But until next week, uh, where can everyone find you, KB? Yeah, I am always on social media, Twitter and Instagram only at the Lady KB. That's T H E L A D Y K A Y B. You can catch me there. Um, and, you know, I link articles uh, to work that I'm doing, I link interviews 
I link podcast episodes, all of the above. But, you know, most importantly, you can catch me back here next Wednesday um, when we discuss, you know, all things superhero. And we'll give you the rundown of what that list is because it changes weekly. Um, But what I can guarantee is we will be chatting about the Supergirl premiere. And what about you, Yell? Where can everyone find you? I'm everywhere on the internet at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. We have a rerun episode of Law & Order SVU this weekend on Sunday uh, here on Fanversation, so you can check that out. And I'm very excited to watch the first three episodes of Invincible after that premiere. I I think you're all going to love it. So check that out and join us for it next week when we give a little bit more spoilers we'll see i know i can't wait to finally be like spoil 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 i want to say everything so i'm excited but thank you to everyone in the chat thank you for everyone joining live and watching and uh yeah we'll see you next time